And there's the intro music to the Best Darn 12-Minute Podcast in Real Estate. This side of the Mississippi, anyway. I'm David Hall. Uh, got a great show today for you. Uh, sidekick, Mr. Right-Hand Man, the guy, Chris Foster. Yep. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast, hasn't it? Been a while. You feel like you're warmed up? I'm ready. Okay. I've been doing uh, breathing exercises this morning. Have you? A little mm-hmm. yoga meditation, something like that? Yeah. I like that. And then we've got a very special guest, Mr. Eric Wright, making a return appearance on the show. Somebody who I have a lot of history with. We've been to Red Wing games and the like. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Cowboys game. That's right. Right? Did you even make the game? We made it. It was disappointing, but we made it. (laughs) Yeah, they got a L in that game, didn't they? They did. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. But I heard that you had a good time, though. (laughs) <laughs> is that what Henry said? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, good. Um, so anyway, um, welcome to the show again. Glad to see you. Thank you. And um, boy, since we talked last, there's been some big developments going on with you uh, opening up your own business and uh, the social house, right? Yes, sir. It's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. What? T- tell me a little bit. You know, today's show, w- what we were going to focus a little bit more on was sort of um, a business owner aspect of building a business, you know, and uh, you and I thought maybe we'd compare notes and Foster's basically been here since the beginning of Hall Financial. The three of us kind of talk about what it takes to build a business because you're in the intro stages of that and after a lot of planning and we're in our uh, third year of the business. So it kind of be a good subject, I think, to talk about. You all right, boss? Yeah, yeah, I got something. Anyway, so what are the, what are the things that have been you've been focused on as you started up the business? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think um, especially in real estate, a lot of people would agree that as a realtor, you're essentially a business owner in your own right from the first time that you actually get into the business. Um, you know, you're managing your own pipeline, you're managing your own sales, you're managing your own clients. Right. Um, you know, obviously, there's some brokerages that are a little bit. Uh, more of a bureaucracy where you have some delegation in play. but uh, And I, I just want to say something about the most interesting part about that, I think, is that people always focus on, on <clears throat> excuse me, realtors and the business they're doing and sort of the top line. But there's a lot of expenses when you're an agent. You know what I mean? And right. so when somebody says, oh, this guy did $10 million a year, so he made $300,000, it's you know, there's a lot that has to go into building that business. So it's 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 different than how a lot of entrepreneurs work who don't have the same type of expense structure that a realtor does that's marketing for themselves and they have a CRM so that they can track things. You know what I mean? I think kind of goes un, unsaid that real estate agents really are business people in and of themselves without even actually opening their own business like what you did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I think just from origination, the reason why I got into real estate in the first place goes back to our initial conversation we had last time I was on the show is uh, centered around basically taking an industry that, in my opinion, hasn't changed in 20 plus years. And I got into it for that exact reason that I thought that I had ideas around how this business should be ran and how to innovate within this business and then create something new, Um, go vertical rather than horizontal. So I'm reading a book right now by Peter Thiel called Zero to One, and it differentiates between globalization and technology. Globalization, for example, is when China takes something being done in the U.S. and just implements it over there. Yeah. Uh, technology, however, is vertical movement where you're creating something brand new and going from zero to one. Yeah. Um, and that's what I thought that I had the opportunity to do in real estate where basically take every you know tier of how this business has been ran for the past 20 years and do the opposite. All the way from marketing to how I dress, how I look, how I speak, um, 
the, the culture within my business and just kind of flip it upside down and, you know, just took a chance, so to speak, and ran with it. And luckily it's worked. And yeah. so that's kind of evolved now to where the reason why I'm starting this business is I saw it work for myself. I've seen it work for a couple of friends whom I've gotten to the business and I want to scale this thing and, you know, bring on other agents and take them from three to 7 million, from 7 million to 12 million, from 12 million to 25 million, similar to what I've done with my business. Yeah. And that's similar to what we're doing as well, because it's like, it's all about how do you get everybody producing at a level that is bigger for them and potentially, um, you know, it's better for the organization because of the fact that people are just being more productive, which kind of goes in line with what you're saying about the productive piece. What are the things that you're focusing on just in terms of your day to day? You know, I mean, I think that that's interesting to a lot of people is like, like, what's the vision, you know, for 2019 for your day to day? Yeah, I mean, right now it's it's a lot. I mean, wearing every hat essentially. I have, I have one partner within the business um, who handles a lot of the operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely one of my weaknesses is really being able to not necessarily figure out how to do things, but how to then articulate that to everybody else. Right. Um, so we're doing all the you know operations, the finances, marketing is a big aspect of this business specifically. Uh, one thing that I'm really focused on is customer experience. I think that's one area that a lot of brokerages go wrong, and I think it's uh, pretty consistent across the board, is their focus is very agent-centric, which I think at surface sounds right, where the way they're recruiting people is saying, hey, we can make you a lot of money, or hey, we can get you doing 20 deals in your first six months with us, or hey, this is, whereas the way I want to do it is I want to focus on the customer and how can we provide the best experience possible to the customer, and then organically your business is going to grow because you're doing the right things and you're doing well. Yeah. Um, so that's how I want to recruit people is say, Hey, we have the best processes in place. We have the best marketing in place. Um, we're going to set you up in a culture that's going to allow you to thrive and do well and flourish your business. And the product of that meaning money is just going to come. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to try to sell you on, you know, Hey, I'm going to make you X amount of dollars or this or that. If you do the right things and you're a good person and you care about people, the money's all going to you know, follow. So, so talk a little bit about the, the name of the new business, Social House. Obviously, we see you all over social media. I just kind of want to, is that where it's derived from? I know we talked a little bit about it, but tell a little bit more about that and what you're doing. Yeah, that's a good question. It's kind of a funny story. So it's, it's twofold. So um, one, obviously, I was trying to think of a name that, you know, centered around how we run our business, and it's very social media driven. Um, but another aspect of that actually goes to, uh, you know, David and I are talking about Dallas. A lot of my buddies live down there. Um, there's this uh, bar and grill restaurant called Social House down there. And the atmosphere there is just very, like, free-flowing. It's open. It's laid back. Um, all the walls open up to the outside. And the atmosphere in there is just very chill. And that's kind of the culture that I've always wanted to implement within my business. And so when I was trying to think of this name, I don't think that was on my mind per se. I was thinking more around social media. But then once that name came to my mind when I was driving home one day from something, that restaurant came to thought. And I was like, that's perfect. Like, that's the culture that I want in my business, this, like, very startup feel. You know, I don't want suit and ties. Like, wear your T-shirts, wear your jeans. You know, wear your Nike hat. It doesn't matter. You know, as long as we're doing things right, the business is going to grow. So those two things combined is uh, how I thought of the name. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, Faz, maybe talk a little bit about how our, you know, theory of 
grow in our business is very synonymous with Eric's from the standpoint of the five-star reviews. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking about when Eric was talking about that. I mean, our number one goal every single time, you know, and our tagline, right, more personal attention, that's our goal. We, we set up every one of our clients up front, like, this is our goal. Our goal is to give you the best service that you've had, not only in the mortgage industry, but in any industry. And, you know, that, like Eric said as well, should, you know, have them tell their friends, tell their family. And I know that's where you get a lot of your business from as well, is, is referrals. Uh, you can't continue to just go online and just hope that everybody's going to keep coming to you, right? You get a lot of referral business, and that's kind of where we are as well. So, um, I don't know if boss man here loves the uh, jeans and t-shirt idea. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, we are two different industries as well. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think I, I don't mind that. I, I guess for us, you know, I just because I'm old now, you know, I grew up where, uh, you know, people sat down with you to do their largest financial transaction, potentially their lifetime. And that I th always thought they expected you to kind of view you in a certain way that was professional. So, I mean, you know, it's funny for me to be the old guy because I feel like I was the young guy just a second ago. But now with you guys, I'm the old guy, which is fine. I can accept the role. You know, roles change. One day you'll be the old guy. Right. I'm just a millennial. You That's know. all you are. You're just right. a millennial. Just yeah. don't listen. Not coachable. But you're going to be <laughs> successful as hell. Right. Those um, are what millennials are. Right. No, I'm definitely coachable. I listen. Oh, okay. But, uh, is that true, Faz? Does he listen? Yeah. Oh, he does? Okay, yeah, so. got it. So in terms of, like, the vision of the business, I, I, I like what you said. How do you, like, kind of see it, you know, playing out in 2019 in terms of what you guys are accomplishing, maybe what you forecast or see in the market, may, you know, like me. I mean, I don't know if you're like me. I I never can forecast the market, so I just deal with it day to day, you know, because it's Nobody just knows. too hard. Right, I know. Well, you got a lot of guys out there that like to think that they know. But, um, you know, I stopped trying to forecast the market in about my third week in the business when I realized, wait, I thought rates would go down tomorrow and they went up. You know, I was like, I don't I don't know how to do that. But just in terms of your business, like what do you see developing over the next year when we sit here at the end of 2019? How many employees will you have? Kind of what are your goals? What does that look like? Even if it's not specific, maybe something general. Yeah. So it's, it's funny you say forecast because like I live ever since I started a business, I live my life in quarters like three months right. at a time. I don't know what the hell's going on month four. Right. Um, to a certain extent. But uh, one thing I'm really focused on with this business is I want to grow slow. And I say that because I think a lot of uh, real estate brokerages will just hire anybody. You know, they're, they're high volume. They want to get as many people through the door. If you fail, they spit you out. It doesn't matter. That's why there's such a high failure rate within real estate. Um, so, I mean, if I'm at, if I have 10 agents working for me by the end of 2019 and we're producing 75 million, I'm, I'm stoked. That's awesome. Um, I'm more focused on the quality of service and being able to maintain that and uh, kind of control that to a certain extent for yeah. the first 12 to even 24 months. So as far as volume goes, I want to crush it. I want to, you know, I want to do 35 million individually and then, you know, have my team of however many agents are working for me doing another 35, 40 million, yeah. you know, and then year two break a hundred million and uh, being able to do that with, with fewer heads, you know, so basically building a more lean, efficient company. Uh, I want to become kind of an ambassador as a business for other businesses. Um, I want to be able to build those relationships. So I think that's a big focus that we're going to have for the next 12 months is, is going out and meeting business owners, you know, all across Southeast Michigan and saying, how can we help you? Because ultimately that's going to end up helping us in the long run and building that brand yeah. and, you know, those relationships. How do you think social media, how does social media, you know, 
in your mind change in the next year? I mean, it's constantly changing, you know, to some degree, small things, but like, you know, do you foresee the same platforms? Do you foresee new platforms? I mean, it seems like that you're kind of, uh, you know, you're, you're a guy that, uh, utilizes social media as well as anybody in your field. I'm curious how you, I mean, you must think about that. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's always going to be something new, like Facebook's going to be obsolete in X amount of years. So, you know, I have to pivot. I have to figure out. Unless they reinvent themselves. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't necessarily know if there's going to be a true change in the next 12 months. However, I do think it's going to get more expensive. The more people start to catch on, the more people start to get onto Facebook and, you know, utilize advertisements, you know, it's it's a product of supply and demand, you know, the price is going to go up. It's going to become a little more expensive. However, I do think that there are some different platforms that are going to be more prominent. I think Snapchat, as you start to see, you know, whenever you go on to Snapchat, you can see whoever you've added in your phone book recently um, and add them as a friend if they, have, if they have a Snapchat account. And I'm seeing more and more when I add clients that they're popping up in that, you know, that queue. Mm. And so what that tells me is that the generation that previously was never on Snapchat, was never on Facebook, was never on Instagram, is now on Snapchat as well. So I think that's going to become a new tool, especially with like the video aspects of it and things like that as far as doing like tours of homes. Um, there's a, a, a platform called Medium. I think that it's more of like a blog platform. I think that's going to become a little more prominent. But uh, I don't necessarily see things changing per se in mm-hmm. the next year, but I do see it becoming more expensive as uh, more people join. There's an old quote. Uh, you got a you got a uh, Snapchat boss? I do not have Snapchat. You got it. You? Yeah, I got one. You do? Yeah. Okay. Eric does, right? I mean, you got to know that. Uh, I don't yeah. use it too much, but yeah, I'm not a Snapchat guy. I could get one, but anyway, there's a there's an old quote that says, "If you don't like change, you're gonna like your relevancy even less." And so that kind of is for sure. You know, if you look at businesses like how Netflix put Blockbuster out of business, and you think about social media and, and the changes that Facebook probably will go through as they've been sort of dominant over the last 10 years in a lot of ways. Well, is that going to continue? Not if they don't change, right, with the times. And so I think that's just critical to people being successful, businesses being successful. Is you got to always be changing for the better because, you know, Back in the day, MySpace, that was where it was at. You know, MySpace is the thing. And then they didn't change, and so Facebook, you know, ate their lunch. And it's just all kind of very interesting. But I think you're right. As social media continues to grow, it would be really interesting to know, you know, this is one of those things. Ten years from now, where are we going to be as a society with social media? You know, that's really kind of a fascinating thing. If you could kind of bookmark 2029, like what is – is everybody still – doing a lot of the same things? Is it very different? I don't know. I just I find that to be very interesting. But we know one thing for sure, 2019, it's a great way to do business. And, and I think that you and, and, and our organization, you know, we have that in common. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, think that, I think that's where you can differentiate yourself right now, especially is, um, you know, there's a lot of agents, there's a lot of brokerages that do very well right now but they're using the strategies that did well 10 years ago. Yeah. And so those guys that are doing 50 to 100 million in volume as a company right now, you know, they, they're going to plateau eventually if they don't get on board of these things. Kind of the same concept where you said about Blockbuster refused to go digital. Yeah. Right? Um, it's going to be the same concept in real estate where eventually I think those individuals or those companies are going to start to, you know, fall off and scale back a little bit and either have to get on board. But by the time they do, it's going to be a little too late to where they're not going to be able to keep up and, 
you know, take the charge that they originally had, had. Yeah, you know, you should do an every other month check-in with us on your business and how it's growing. And I think people, listeners, will find it interesting how a new business is developing. You could share some of, I mean, we all go through growing pains. We we go through them. We, we, we go through them now. We, we've been through a lot of them. And to get to where we are, and it just it takes time and a lot of sweat equity. You know, you got to work at it. No doubt, yeah. Yeah. You gotta have me on this thing more often. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you never, you never show up, but I'm not gonna tell everybody that. But you just, you, I don't know what your deal is. Um, that's, uh, that's a wrap for this week's show. Thanks, guys. Chris Foster, glad you could be here. Took uh, 17 minutes not looking at your phone. I know that was tough. Very tough. Very tough. Yeah, you got to get back to doing business. Uh, Eric, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having and me. And we'll uh, talk more. This is uh, David Hall, Eric Wright, Chris Foster. Thanks for joining us this week, and uh, we'll be back with more next week on real estate business and uh, all things mortgage. We'll see you soon.